Today's episode of the podcast is brought to you by National Roper Supply. NRS has been providing quality Western wear and horse tack since 1989, and they are proud to be the number one Western store in the USA. From functional and fashionable Western wear and horse tack to essential livestock and horse supplies, NRS carries the products you need at prices you can afford. NRS is a one-stop shop for all things Western. NRS also carries our new line of modern cowboy brand apparel, caps, t-shirts, and hoodies, as well as the Cowboy Way protein powder. And for our listeners, use your special discount code, MODERNCOWBOY, at checkout for 10% off your entire purchase. And I just would like to thank all of you, our podcast listeners and customers, who have supported the Modern Cowboy brand and have been a part of our community since we launched in 2018, as well as all of the amazing guests who shared their stories on the show. Just remember, Modern Cowboy is the brand for the cowboy in all of us. Today's episode is also brought to you by the 12th Annual Navy SEAL Danny Dietz Memorial Classic. This event will be held on May 28th through the 31st in Decatur, Texas at the NRS Ranch Event Center. The weekend will be filled with team roping, barrel racing, as well as many special guests. So come out and join us in honoring and remembering our fallen SEALs. Proceeds will benefit the Navy SEAL Danny Dietz Foundation and the Navy SEAL Foundation. Go to dannydeetsmemorial.com for all the details and tickets and see how you can help. Where are you cowboys and cowgirls at? Hey everybody, this is Dan Hillenbrand and welcome to Modern Cowboy, the podcast for the cowboy lifestyles and businesses around the world. I'm glad you're here, so sit back in your saddle and prepare to be inspired, motivated, educated, and entertained as I interview a new guest each week that embodies the modern cowboy. Welcome to the Modern Cowboy Podcast. Uh, I've got uh, my guest on today, Wyatt Hicks uh, from Minnesota. He's he's been a longtime fan of the show, and he sent me a video one time. Uh, said he was uh, thanking me for keeping him um, entertained out there while he's enjoying this. I, I believe it was like twenty eight degree weather, and it was a video of him. I mean, literally in a blizzard out taking care of cattle and stuff. So anyway, we, you know, we've messaged back and forth uh, for quite a while, and and. Uh, He's just been a great supporter of the show. And, and, and I just got to thinking about it, you know, 
Although I mean I haven't been a lot of places in the world, but I never thought of Minnesota as a as a cowboy place. So anyway, I'm gonna let Wyatt tell us all about that. But hey, Wyatt, uh, welcome to the Modern Cowboy Podcast. Hey Dan, glad to be here, man. You're doing a you're doing an outstanding thing here for the Cowboys and Cowgirls. Hey, I appreciate that, man. Yes, uh, sir. Now you are in Minnesota, right? That is absolutely correct. Yes, sir. And, and where whereabouts in Minnesota are you? All right, so. Uh, Pretty much smack dab in the middle of Minnesota. We're a little north of, we're about two hours north of the Twin Cities. Um, I'm in a town of Onamia, Minnesota. I work in a, I work at a cow-calf outfit uh, right in Moore, Minnesota. We run about 900 pairs there and about 200 bulls. Man, you know, yes, it, sir. You, you never, you never think, I, I I don't know, because my geography is not very good anyway, but uh, I just you never think that, uh, you know, Minnesota would be a place for Cowboys, but then, you know, once I started getting to know you through social media and whatever, I mean, you know, you're, you're just as punchy as anybody from West Texas. So it's, well, I appreciate it. Yes, it's, sir. it's, it's super cool to know. And the other thing too, is I, I realize, you know, you do a lot, you do a lot of different things and, and you're married and you got kids on top of that. But the one I thing, I, the one thing I saw, and you know, we've never talked about it. Well, obviously because we never talked except messaging, but, but I never said anything about it was you, you, you do mounted shooting or you've done mounted shooting. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I've done that since uh, 2010. Um, actually, this year we're uh, we're. I kind of took a couple last year, uh, the past couple years off, and uh, I just I got a little bit better mount this year. Um, just actually just bought him, and uh, we're going to start going to some of the bigger deals. Uh, the first one on my list, I'll be going to Las Vegas, Nevada. Uh, I believe it's in oh end of June or end of July, one or the other. You know, of course, when it's the hottest time of year, but that's <laughs> where we'll be going. Well, you're only going to be about four hours from me out there in Vegas because we're pretty close here in Wickenburg to Vegas. So, cool. so that's yeah, that is that is super neat. That's something I've always wanted to do, and just like a lot of things, I just I just never did it. But you know, I've, and I've owned I've, I haven't owned like you know the exact guns for it, but a lot of single actions and stuff. But I know that you know, with the mounted shooting and in the single action society, they do a lot of modifying and stuff on the guns, which is really cool. Um, yes, sir. Yeah, so that that's awesome. Now, does your dad do that too, or was he into that? Or no, I guess I guess how I got into well, we can we can start from the get, beginning if you like, or we can wherever we can you start how I got. We uh, go ahead. No, no, you go ahead. You start wherever you want. I'm I'm fine. Okay, uh, we started. I started riding horses. I was I guess before I could walk. Um, before I could walk, I was on a horse there. And uh, I started in the Western Pleasure things of, of all things. Um, I went to Worlds doing that. And I tell you what had happened, Dan. Um, we were at a big show, and uh, I was riding an old bald-faced sore horse. And we were at a show. I went in. I did my deal. I come back out, and at the, at the grounds there, they had a rodeo arena. And, of course, they had a roping box. And I was seven years old, I suppose. And uh, I backed that old sore horse in the box, and I kicked him out of there a few times. I guess I watched a couple of Western movies and seen that. <laughs> and uh what had happened was uh we were sharing that horse and and uh, the girl that rode him behind me that horse ended up taking off of course in the arena afterwards when she was showing and uh that was kind of the end of my pleasure uh career <laughs> and i ended up starting riding bulls uh the next year and, and i did uh the daily ribbon roping and the little britches rodeos right. and uh i did that i rode bulls for a few years and uh kind of kind of quit doing that and I was at a ranch rodeo of all things and, uh, and a cowboy mounted shooter. He's a multi world champion. Uh, actually borrowed me a horse cause the horse I was riding ended up coming sore through the middle of the rodeo. And he said, Hey, why don't you come on down to the place there and 
and kind of pick up shooting. And uh, I shot a few times and I was hooked ever since. And, and I, I've just been shooting ever since. And how I got into the rodeo thing before that, uh, my dad rode bareback horses. So he, uh, he, uh, he pushed me for the rough stock. And, and of course I'm, I'm six foot three and, and 230 oh. pounds. So I was too big to ride bulls. So <laughs> I started riding saddle brown horses when I was 18 and I rode bucking horses for a while and I got in a bad wreck. Uh, I ended up getting dashboarded over the top of one and, uh, he kind of camped out on top of me. So I was in into the ho- in and out of the hospital for a couple of years or years, a uh, couple months rather. And, uh, I ended up healing up. I went back. I rode a couple Bronx. I I was fortunate enough. I ended on a good note. Uh, I covered my last horse and I had kids and that was kind of the end of that. And I started, I started uh, back up in the, in the mounted shooting, ranching, of course. And then of course, uh, I, I'm a safety man at the bull ridings. I'm basically a pickup man at the bull ridings. And what bull ridings are those? Uh, Rice Bull Riding Company. Um, is is my main my main production guy I work for. Uh-huh. Uh, they're actually the first company to bring bull riding to the Middle East. Uh, they really? had a they had a thirty day bull riding um, in Saudi Arabia during I think it was their Camel Fest, and they uh, they shipped over like fifty or sixty bulls, and and they had bull riding's first one they ever had in Saudi Arabia. That was a couple years ago. No kidding. So I I have never heard of that. Now did they did riders go over from uh, the states too or? <laughs> They did. They shipped, and I and don't quote me. I'm I'm shooting from the hip. I want to say they shipped like a hundred bull riders over there, and uh, and they had thirty days, and they shipped them in and out of there to to go ride bulls. Yes, sir. So now they got Saudi bull riders. I mean, this is you this know, is... I, I don't believe so. I don't believe so, Dan. I think uh, I think it was just just United States bull riders, and we have a couple bull bull riders from uh, Mexico and Brazil that that also went over there. They ride bulls up here in Minnesota and, and kind of follow our, our, our circuit deal. And, uh, and then they were fortunate enough. They also went over there. Yeah. You know, it's, it's interesting, man. I, you know, like the bull riding circuit that you're, that you're involved with up there. Uh, and I just talked to a guy in Canada. There's an, another bull riding circuit up there. That's, you know, that's, that's pretty big up there. And it's, it's just amazing yes, how many little pockets of these different, you know, organizations there are, all over the place, you know, it, it's very cool. Yes, sir. They, uh, they, uh, the, actually the company from Minnesota transplanted down to Missouri so they can buck out year round. And they still have a couple in the, in the heart up here of, of the winter, they have some indoor arena rodeo venues that yeah they still put on a couple throughout the winter, but that's about it. Yes, sir. Yeah. So, you know, you mentioned that you're, you're six foot three and you weigh how much? <laughs> 230 pounds. Yeah. I, 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 you know, I never knew how big you were, but I could kind of tell from, you know, your social media and stuff and just even kind of the sound of your voice that you were, you're, you're, you're probably a pretty big dude and can probably handle yourself pretty well. Did you ever play football <laughs> or anything like that? Or I did a little bit and, uh, I, up until junior year. Um, and that's when I, I, I started wrestling to kind of get in better shape and I got right. down to 200 pounds and, uh, and it came down to whether I wanted to, to play high school sports or if I wanted to, or if I wanted to try to chase a professional rodeo circuit and do the world's toughest rodeos and ride saddle broncs. So, uh, I kind of made the decision to give up on the high school sports and I decided to go ride bucking horses and, and chase the white lines. Yeah. Very cool. Now yes, you, sir. you train horses now too. Are those, uh, it seems like you do, uh, are those horses that you get and you start, are you training for the ranch and selling for the ranch you work for? You know, I, I kind of do both. Um, so the ranch, 
the ranch I worked for, they, uh, they didn't have very many cowboys the past, I would say 10 years or so. Right. Um, so they bought these horses, they were broke son of a guns and, uh, they just kind of went to waste. So I, I tuned them back up and, and gave them a job and sold them. But I, I do it more or less for myself. I'll ride, I'll go out and buy some that are just kind of trail plugs and I'll tune them up, get them to ride and, and go ranch on them and then, and then send them to a new home. Yes, sir. And, and do you team rope too, or I did a little bit, Dan. Um, I tell you what, I, I, I'm not very good at it. So <laughs> I just kind of backed away from that. I, I, I don't want to make a fool out of myself. So, yeah, well, you know, it, it, whether you're team roping or you're doing uh, mounted shooting, it, either one of them is going to take up a lot of, a lot of time and, and take up a lot of finances too. Uh, so talking about, uh, mounted shooting, what you, what you, you guys pretty much ride, uh, roping saddles or do you got, do you got specific saddles? I guess they do have mounted shooting saddles, don't they? Yeah. You know what they, everybody kind of rides in, in different saddles. Uh, I, I noticed a lot of the older folks, they'll ride in big, big Wade buckaroo style saddles. Um, you had Kenda on your show before. Yeah. Uh, she, she runs in more of a barrel saddle and she actually came out with her own very own mounted shooting brand saddle. And then, you know, it's kind of everybody's preference. I shoot in a, I shoot in a Luke lane. It's got a post horn on, it's just a ranch saddle, but it's light enough. It packs around good. Um, I've shot in just about every saddle they got, you know? Yeah. And then, uh, in, in terms of your, your, your pistols, what do you, what are you shooting? So I shoot, I use a Ruger, uh, it's a Ruger Nuva Carol single action, oh, of yeah. course. Yeah. And, um, I shot Colts for a while and, uh, I, I, I dropped a couple guns and then it took you, it took you a good 20 minutes to clean them out with a Ruger. You can drop them in the mud. You can take a hose, spray them off. You go back to work. Yeah. So I just, I kind of stick with the Rugers. And then do you have those actions worked on those two or? I did a uh, guy. Oh boy. What's his name? Uh, he's out of Tennessee. Um, Monroe Monroe's, um, shoot. I can't think of his last name, but yeah, I had all my actions done by a guy in Tennessee did a really nice job on him. Yes, sir. And then, so you, you work on, uh, you know, obviously the internal action, the trigger and the hammer, uh, do you have the hammers modified too? So they're like down or. Yeah. So, so everybody's, you know, just like anything has their preference. Um, they got several different hammers for every, every pistol. Um, with mine, I got such big hands. I just left the stock hammers on it. Um, actually I got super black Eagle hammers on it. And then, uh, I had them cross checked on the hammer. So you get a little bit better grip if it's raining or snowing or, or so be it. And then, uh, then yeah, then I, I'm good to go. And I can, I almost prefer to shoot them a little more heavier as far as action goes. Cause I want to, I want to be able to feel that I'm pulling back. There's some people that have them so darn light that they, uh, they're, the weight of their thumb will just drop the hammer and then they misfire. And I don't, I don't want to be in that situation. Gotcha. Yes, now, sir. Now do you do just uh pistols or do you shoot, um, r rifles as well or shotguns? I mean, or what? Yeah. So, so I do more, I do the pistols and I do the shotgun. Um, I've done rifle if it's because they do an all around deal. And if they got an all around for the points for extra money or extra buckles, I'll shoot the rifle. I'm not as handy with the rifles as some of the other people are. So I, I kind of stick to what I know and I do the pistols and the shotgun. Right. Very cool. How's the, uh, are you seeing that, that, uh, sport grow? Uh, immensely. Uh, there's new members. I mean, every year I'll go to a shoot. And if I go in the middle of the summer up here in Minnesota, there'll be a dozen shooters. I never seen before brand new shooters and, and the people, the competition 
is getting like I was just I was just talking to my wife this about this yesterday. Uh, there's a young young man. He's got to be 13 or 14 years old. <laughs> that he's out running. He's out running even me. You know, and he just yeah. started a couple of years ago. So it's incredible uh, the the amount of competition and there's competition for every level of shooter. So if you're brand new to the to the horse game and to but you like the guns, or vice versa. Um, there's a perfect level for you to come in and, and win a check and, and have fun, you know, and it's such right. a commodities type of sport, just like rodeo. Everybody wants to help each other, you know, and it's, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. That's super cool. You mentioned the weather a couple of times there. And I think one of the first times, like I said, you reached out, you sent that video. Um, how many, how many months do you guys get of warm weather there? <laughs> oh, about three. You um, do. <laughs> Yeah, last week it was uh, it was eighty degrees, and today it's thirty and snowing. No kidding. Yes, sir. It is uh, it is brutal up here. Um, but you know we're we had a really dry year last year, so we were able to get four cuttings of hay last year. Um, thankfully, but the year before we were flooded, and we were paying hundred hundred ten hundred twenty dollars just a round bale, you know, four by five round bale, eight hundred pounds. So right. Um, yeah. But yeah, right now outside of the car window here, it's snowing and, and spitting rain. Yes, sir. So did you, the ranch you work on, do you guys hay that as well? Yes, sir. Yep. We're, uh, we run 4,000 acres of crop and then we run pasture, pasture land beyond that. Yes, sir. Now, is, does your family have a, a place too? Is your dad ranch or? No, I tell you what, I'm, I'm kind of a pioneer in it. Uh, my dad's always, always liked it. Uh, my parents have always liked it. My grandma was my biggest uh, motivator in the, in the horse, uh, business. And, uh, but my dad rodeoed, then he kind of turned away from that. And, and, uh, then my grandma, of course, she, she trucked me all over this darn country to go to these shows and and into certain places and to go to events and whatnot. Right. And, uh, my dad's, uh, I guess I was about, shoot, I was probably 12 years old. My dad bought a few cows just for us to have around just to, you know, more or less make it a farm. And then, uh, and I kind of that that started up the ambition to make make my own. So uh, I bought my own herd of cows, and and uh, I run my own my own operation as well on top of top of the other outfit I work for. Oh, you do? That's cool. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah. So how how far is the nearest city from where you guys are at? Oh, well, more is right where we're at. Um, there's a town probably. I think it's six miles from, from the doorstep of, of the ranch that I work for. And then my place, um, there's a town that just a couple miles up the road, but they got a, they got a hardware store, a bank and, and a hospital. And then right. I guess the nearest town to that's about 30 miles. Okay. And then you guys are, are, uh, I'm going to make myself sound stupid. Are you guys on the Canadian border? Nope. We're South of the Canadian border about four hours. Okay, but but Minnesota borders Canada, though, right? Yeah, it absolutely does. Yes, sir. Yeah. And that's that's in your in a couple of episodes ago, you're speaking about wolves, and uh, we we get a little bit of all kinds of different types of wolves in our country. Yeah, do they do they have the the same deal going on like they're doing in uh, in Colorado and stuff, reintroducing the wolves and? Yeah, I suppose they did that about three four years ago, maybe in five years ago already, um, and they took off faster than than i think the the game warden and the dnr thought they were gonna and uh up until the first of this year um if you had a wolf run across your pasture 30 feet in front of you and he was in eating your cows you couldn't touch him and uh this year as of the first of the year they were they made it legal where you can protect your your livestock 
because they had to pay out so much and um in deterrence for wolves you know they put a you can buy wolf fences you can buy that you can get them burrows out of the blm program uh calving and lambing barns you can they had all that and then they had to pay on cattle loss on top of that and i lost two years ago i think i lost 14 calves in about a week to wolves you're kidding man yes sir i was in a i was in kind of a i i don't know lack of better terms kind of in a dumb spot i guess for cattle because it was according to the game warden uh wolf packs of wolves won't enter they won't go into each other's territory but they all can meet in one spot right well that spot where they all met was the pasture of my cattle <laughs> so i was like well that wasn't very good so um i think in i think in about two days you trap trap half a dozen to 10 wolves in in two nights no kidding yes sir yes sir that was uh yeah that was not a fun that was not a fun fall at all yeah, it's so it's so interesting, you know. There's, and you know, it's funny as I say that I don't uh, see Minnesota as a as a state, you know, where you have ranching or cowboys have. But I'm sitting right here in in Wickenburg, Arizona, and there's so many people that come from Minnesota that rope. I mean, so you bet, you yeah, bet. Yeah, I'm I'm slow at connecting the dots, um, but yeah, but our weather here is is uh, you know. In terms of that's why so many guys coming from Minnesota because they can come here in the winter and and uh, that's exactly get right. out of that that's cold. Exactly right. Leave that for the you young guys back there that can can still <laughs> yeah. take it. Yeah, yeah, we're. Uh, I suppose it was. I got a couple of videos on my Facebook page there. It was uh, thirty below when we were out doctoring yearlings this winter. Yes, sir. You put ski goggles on and bundle up as tight as you can get and get out and get doctoring. Yeah, man. How many how many horses are you are you riding at one time now? Anyway, on the ranch and stuff. Do you and do you so do, far, work, do you work cattle with horses a lot on the ranch too? Or a hundred percent of the time, um, everybody's got you know with with the modern ways. A lot of people use four wheelers and and helicopters and all that fancy stuff. Um, there's a lot of places four wheelers can't get you know right. and uh, and to keep our cattle. I mean, our cattle they'll come to a you shake a grain bucket they'll come run to you and. Uh, you can go out and you can doctor one calf out of the out of three hundred out of three hundred pairs. You can go out and catch one calf. You walk in there and them cows are used to your horses, right. where you can just drop a rope on them. You're done with your day and and move on with it. And they're just quiet. So I do everything on horseback that I can do. Yeah. Now there's certain certainly cases where you got to use other machinery, but I I prefer a horse. And I suppose through a week I I interchange about three different horses uh, through the week. Yeah. Yes, sir. Very cool. What, what, uh, what saddles are you riding anyway? So I like, I, I really like my Luke Lane. Um, uh, before that I rode in a Scott Thomas and, uh, and a Jeff Smith. I kind of, I was between the shooting deal and riding these Colts and, and so on and so forth. I was just trying to find something that I could ride in all day and be comfortable in. Right. But light enough, I could get out of and go rope something down. And, and this Luke Lane, um, he's kind of a newer builder, but I'm telling you, he builds a darn nice saddle. Yeah, you could ride in all day long and and not be sore the next day and get back in your saddle and get to work. Is is he in Minnesota there? No, he's actually down in Texas, uh, Pilot Point, Texas. Okay. Yes, sir. Very cool. How about your wife? Does your wife does she ride or anything? Or <laughs> no, she uh, she's from town. Uh, kind of, and when she met me, it was kind of like feeding a cat to the wolves. Um, <laughs> she uh, she got thrown in. I she, I came with a pack of dogs and and horses and cattle and she uh she's gotten along really good we've been together now going on six years and 
and she uh, she'll get on if I ask her to. I got a I got a, her own mare. It's a brood mare now, but she's got her mare that she goes and climbs on, and she'll go check cattle with me. And if it's thirty below, she's out there swinging gates for me, feeding cattle. Yeah, you bet. And then you guys have uh, a couple little ones too. <laughs> you bet. We just had one uh, about four months ago, and and our oldest is uh, she'll be five years old in November. Yeah, I just saw. I think I saw a picture of her uh, riding her horse. She's just as cute as cute as a bug's ear, man. And well, she, thank you. Is she is she taken to the to the horses? Oh yeah, she's uh she'll walk right out in the pasture and go gather one up if she can, and she's out there doing chores with me and picking stalls and you bet, you bet. How she how she like her now? So you got two girls, right? Or yep, yep, yeah, two girls, yeah, two girls. How she like her new little sister? Oh, she's, <laughs> well, it was a, it was a change, but she loves her. Um, yeah. she'll, she'll snuggle right up with her and, and she, everything is including her little sister. You bet. You bet. She, uh, she thinks that's pretty cool stuff. So she's got a, she's got a miniature mule I got for her last year. <laughs> that's pretty, it's pretty gentle and it, it does a lot better with her than it does with me anyways. And, uh, that's her goal is to train that little mule to, for her little sister. No, no kidding. Yes, sir. And then now these little miniature mules, you actually, do you actually ride them or do they keep them as pets? She, she does. Um, I saddle, I saddle that little mule up and, and it's kind of different trying to train a miniature versus, you know, training anything. So I right. can't really ride it, but right. we, uh, we snubbed her up and, and put a saddle on her and I let her around, ponied her behind the horse and that mule got it figured out pretty quick. And now she can climb on there and ride her up and down the barn alleyway. She can, she can do whatever she wants with him. Man, now and and so that miniature mule because I know they say mules are you know and I've never I've never worked with mules but I know they say mules are super smart, um, very much so. And 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 they don't forget. Uh, <laughs> no, it, you, no, they sure don't. Um, you're absolutely that that acronym of them is absolutely correct. Um, they uh, this little devil, we saddled her up the first inch. She figured out when I pulled the back inch tight, kind of sucks her up. Well, that thing the second time I saddled it blew its belly way out. <laughs> so went to put my daughter on it. That saddle danger slipped right off the side of it. And I was like, you rotten little devil. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're pretty smart. And so how big do they get anyway? So this little mini mule should probably be about, I don't know, 30 inches tall, 36 inches tall at most. Just not real big, but perfect size for a kid to go monkey around with and, and be safe around. Yeah. And, and are they, are they bred like, you know from the same you know big eared you know big mules that they use for packing and everything is absolutely the same just smaller um i believe it would be because if you breed yeah so it'd be a pony mare bred to a jack a miniature okay. jack bred to a pony mare and that's how you get a, a mini mule versus um if you breed a a pony stud to a jenny donkey then right. you'll have a hinny and those things are their reputation is not very good. Not good. So, but, uh, the mini mules, they got their own little, they got their own little following. I was surprised, but they, they, uh, they got their own little deal. Yeah. I I've, I've heard, you know, that the, the breeding process before how, how you get mules and it's, it's very interesting. I don't know who figured it out, but, uh, uh, but I still don't have it straight. I heard you just say it and I, I, I'd, I'd have to write it down and study it to, to commit it to memory. <laughs> yeah. It's uh yeah, it's, there's so many different ways they get these dang things, you know, then they got the draft cross mules and then they got the, where they, there's actually a mounted shooter that runs a mule. Um, he's actually, a, he's a higher level shooter and he runs a mule and that thing keeps up right with the rest of them. Yeah. You know, it's funny. Uh, 
I've heard people say, man, once they once once they get a mule, they just they just can't go back to horses. Yeah, they connect with them. I I'll be honest with you, Dan, I haven't. <laughs> yeah, no, um, I, yeah, I know, and I'm not saying anything about it. I, you know, but yeah, it's uh, it'd be it'd be it'd be it'd be different. I could say that. It it surely would. I think they pack a little different. They ride a little different. But there's people I'll go do alt ranch. Uh, they'll go day work everywhere, and that's what they're riding is a mule. Actually, the the old manager of the ranch I, I work for, he's a two times ago manager. That's what he rode every single day out here was a mule. Man, so uh, there's a thing for him. Yeah, you bet. I've seen some videos too recently where they show these mules, you know, going down these hills, and I mean, like almost cliffs, and. I mean, they, they go down like a snake. I mean, they just are, are stuck to them, you know? Yeah, straight down. You yeah. bet. And, yeah, and you yeah got, absolutely. Yeah, and that old cowboy's just laid back in the saddle as far as he can get. <laughs> Little man from Snowy River style going down them things. Yeah, huh? yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. You bet. So how, how many days a week are you out there on that ranch? Seven days. It is seven. Yep, yep. The, the, cows don't, the cows don't care if it's a holiday. They don't care if it's raining or blowing. If they got to get fed, they got to get fed. And if they got to get doctored, they got to get doctored. Yeah. So you're the, are you the main guy out there then? I, I am. I am. I am the cow boss there. Uh, there's a manager that oversees the whole place, and I'm, I'm the cow boss of the, of the outfit. Yes, sir. Yeah, you guys got other guys that work there too? or? Yep, I actually got a good buddy of mine. He, uh, he works with me every day. And uh, he's side by side with me. If it's dirty below, he's bailing out of the truck right with me. And uh, I believe he's got the managers bringing a couple of guys from Kansas for the season. Um, it's going to be a little rough on them with with our weather up here. They're going to get an education on what Minnesota is all about. And see what kind of grit they got. The only thing I can compare it to is is them cowboys out in the mountains out west. They uh, they've got about the only thing comparable to, to out here to the weather. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And we got uh, a lot of people think Minnesota is just trees. And, and I'm telling you, I've ridden in some pretty rough country. And there's in Minnesota here, we got some of the roughest country I ever stepped a horse on. Um, really? you'll, if you don't have a horse with a lot of a lot of sand in his in his belly, he ain't going to make it here. You'll store one up pretty quick. Man. Yeah, that's crazy. It just, it, it's just amazing, you know, that, uh, again, I mean, I, I know I've said this before, but you just don't really think of, you know, Minnesota as, as being cowboy country, but it most definitely is. It is. Uh, you know, there's only a, a few of us big outfits up here. It's a lot of, a lot of small time farmers that went from dairy, they go to beef cows. Right. Um, and they may only run 20 or 30. Um, but we got a couple real big outfits. More of them are in Southern Minnesota, kind of down by the Iowa border. Um, and they got big feed lots and whatnot down in there, but we're pretty much, I would say we're the sole, we are the sole big cow calf outfit here in, in Minnesota. The biggest one for sure. Yeah. Very cool. What's the population of Minnesota anyway? Do you know? I, you know, I don't know offhand, uh, in the town, in the town I live in, I think there's like 800. Um, okay. and then in, in more of there, I think it's right around 3000. Gotcha. Um, it's, it's pretty popular. You know, you got the twin cities and everywhere you look, you're a foot away from somebody. So, I mean, there's, I, I yeah. imagine there's a lot of people here. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm, like every episode, I, I get another, uh, geography lesson. So you just, <laughs> you bet. yeah. So you just mentioned the twin cities, which now, now I'm, now I'm putting it together a little, a little, uh, a little more where, where you're at. You bet. You bet. Yeah. Hey, so, um, 
I, I know I know she got a lot of cool hats too that you wear, shaped up cool and everything. What you got? Yep. You got a, you got a favorite brand? You know, I, I I really like the Rodeo Kings with especially and and I know people say you buy hundred X or a thousand X, you'll love them. Right. Uh, the way we got the weather up here, I I kind of stay where it's it's affordable for me because I go <laughs> through them and I really like the Rodeo Kings, whether it's a straw or a felt. Um, and I have them done by Glenn Orms there at the cow lot. I, I found oh. him on your, uh, your podcast and I love everything he does. So oh. he, uh, I just got this one here. I got on, um, I just got this a couple days from him a couple days ago. Very cool. Yes, sir. Yeah. I think I, I think I remember now, I think I remember you saying something about that, that, uh, you bet. that you, uh, found out about Glenn, the cow lot there. Yeah. He's su super cool guy. Great outfit, man. They do a great job. And, uh, yeah, that's, that's awesome. That's awesome. Being able to buy something from other cowboys is, is always a very neat, neat deal. Tradition, tradition's a big thing. And I, I really like that. Yeah. And that, and you know, the thing is, there's such a great story behind the cow lot too. I mean, how long that, uh, the cow lot's been around and how Glenn started it back up and, and just, uh, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's super cool. It is very, very cool. Yeah. The, the tradition up it and we can go back to the cowboy and the tradition, you know, everybody's buckaroo and, and West Texas will do different than buckaroo. And right. And up here, it's kind of a melting pot of all of it. How I do everything is I kind of mix it all together and, right. and that's what we do. So, I mean, you go down to West Texas, there's going to be guys laughing at me. And then I go out West, there's going to be guys laughing, you know, and it's, uh, it works up here. So that's what I do. Yeah. You bet. Well, that's, that's the cowboy way anyway, man. We you do. Bet. We do what we want. Our own style. That's right. That's <laughs> right. A little outlaw country stuff now. Yeah, you bet. How about boots? You got a favorite brand of boots, or? I really like Olathe's. Um, yeah. But I'll tell you what. I go through boots about every six months if I can get that out of them. So it's either an Olathe or they make these Hondo boots. Yes. Um, I got them out of Miles City, and I love them. I got them on my feet right now, and they are they are the next thing to an Olathe. I if you put them both on, I couldn't tell the difference. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it, it's interesting. I mean, cause I, I've like, I've got, a, I'm wearing a pair of uh real Mercedes right now, which are made, you know, in, in Texas, at Anderson Bean, Anderson Bean and Anderson Bean owns Olathe now. Um, you bet. And they make the Olathe's there. And, and, and I love them. They're, they're, they're totally great boots, but I remember I used to buy them when they were in Olathe, Kansas or Olathe, sure. Olathe. I, I, may, I might be pronouncing it incorrectly. I apologize to any Kansas people, but, um, <laughs> yeah, but, but they are, they are great boots. And I remember back in the day, we used to wear those, uh, uh, the rough stock ones with the, uh, with the rawhide, uh, you know, heel and the, in the big, the big, uh, you know, spur ridge on the, on the, uh, on the heel. And the, that's the, what I got on right now. That right down boots. Yes, sir. Yeah. Yep. Yep. With that big rawhide counter. Yeah. They're awesome. Yep. Yep. Yeah. You bet. Yeah. That's, I think they're, I think they're just comfortable. You don't have to worry about getting hung up and, and especially riding colts, and if you got a horse down like last summer, I had a horse fall down. Oh yeah, um, and he uh, he dragged me across quite a ways across the pasture, and my my boot wasn't cut loose. So after that, now I was wearing a just kind of a factory built boot. We won't right. use any names, but my right. foot wouldn't pop loose, so that boot did. And after that, I put on my I put on my Olathe's again, and I won't I won't step out of them. Yeah, yes yeah, sir. They're, they're 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 cut right down to the arch. You can get out of those things quick. You bet. You bet. <laughs> How about cowboy movies? You got a favorite cowboy movie or? I tell you what, I was named after Tombstone. So we'll have to go to that. Mr. White Earp. Oh, you so, know what? Uh, I was going to, I was going to make some remark at the beginning. I got Wyatt Hicks or, you know, 
also known as Wyatt Earp. So you, no kidding. <laughs> your yes, dad, sir. your dad, and mom saw the movie and, and decided to name you Wyatt. That's exactly right. You bet. It's like they thought I was going to be a cowboy, so they might as well start out at the beginning with one. So, yeah, yeah. I was. Uh, I would say Tombstone's probably my all-time favorite. There, uh, I sure like. I sure like Belmar, Val Kilmar. I might have said his name wrong. I Val sure Kilmer, like. Yeah, yeah. I sure like him, Doc. He, uh, he's just that's cool. That's outlaw stuff, and I like that. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, well. <clears throat> I, I can tell you, and as you, as you know, just from listening to the podcast, there's uh, a, a lot of people that agree with you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah, you bet. Yeah, I think it's, I think the cowboy way is the cowboy lifestyle is just kind of an outlaw. You know, you're not, you don't conform to one thing. You're just kind of, you're kind of pioneering your own way, and I like that. You know, that's that's cowboy life, man. Yeah, I I agree. I absolutely agree. Well, hey, you letting the weather clear out there before you get out? You got to go back to work. What time is it back there anyway right now? Uh, it's just about 3 o'clock. Uh, yeah, we got to go. I got to go gather up, oh, I suppose, 150 yearlings, uh, get some sorted out here once this rain kind of lets up here. and that, It doesn't look like it's going to, so we're just going to have to kind of man it out and, and uh, <laughs> gut it out and get it done. Put your slickers on and go to work. <laughs> you bet. You bet. Put some leggings on and, and get on with it. Very Yes, cool. sir. Well, Wyatt, hey man, I'm 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 just so glad to you know finally talk to you in person here and 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 have you on the podcast and uh, and you know I just I appreciate your support you know and 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 involvement uh, you know with the show and stuff uh, you know it's just because of people like you that it you know it keeps growing and and is where it is now so uh, you know hey man big supporter um, I I actually got your whey protein. Uh, I I'm back to my workout regimen. So I was like, well, we'll, we'll support Mr. Dan Hillenbrand himself and the cowboy <laughs> modern cowboy brand. So we got, we got hooked up with some of that and uh, you bet. I appreciate everything you're doing, Dan. You got some, you got some big people on here and I'm sure blessed to be a part of it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'll tell you, man, it's, it's the people that, that make the show, you know, just like you and, and uh, I'm just very thankful and, and appreciative and, uh, and you know, hey, you never know. We may, we may, you know, meet out here sometime in in Wickenburg or maybe in Vegas. Uh, you know, and I, I, I love mounted shooting. So maybe when that you deal comes, maybe when that deal comes around in June, I might just when I have to whip over there and just come see you. Well, I hope you do, man. It's uh, we actually got a we got our own television series now. Um, oh, right do you really? Life, yep, lifestyle horse western TV. Um, it's not very expensive. I think it's like 10 or 15 bucks a month. Uh-huh. Um, it's televised right on there. They got other deals. Like uh, they got Matt Mills, uh, the, the cow horse trainer, he's right. on there. They got, they got all kinds of documentaries on there on, on different cowboys doing different things, but we're, uh, we are, we're actually televised now. And, uh, yeah, we'd love to have you up there and come check it out, man. We'd love to have you. Yeah. Awesome. Hey, um, wh- where's the best place for people to follow you? Um, social media. Well, I would say right on my Facebook page, I got Next Caliber uh, Cattle, Cattle and Horse Services, and then I've got uh, on my on my Instagram page, uh, I believe it's Next Caliber Livestock as yeah. well. Yeah, yeah, Next Caliber Livestock. Yep, yeah, absolutely. Yes, sir. Yes, All sir. Right. All right, Wyatt. Well, hey, man, uh, good talking with you. Uh, I'm gonna let you get back to to cowboy in there, and then uh, we'll, we'll be in touch, and ho- hopefully we can, uh, like I say, get out there to Vegas and come see that. Love to have you, Dan. Appreciate it again, sir. You have a good day. You bet. Take care, man. You bet. Bye.
legendary men Sons of the desert and riders on the wind I got a restless spirit burning deep inside of me I ain't got much, but I'm free I've always been one to do it my own way I'm making my living between the saddle and the stage I don't know nobody, nothing Everything I got's my own Some say I'm just a band to the bone I'm a cowboy, yes I am I was born to rope and ride From the radio to the rodeo, I'm gonna do my thing I don't compromise on nothing, what you see is what you get I may be broke and busted, but thank you 